Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann, the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas today. We're in the food space. And guess what? We're talking about eggs. Like, <laughs> we have not ever covered eggs in 550 plus episodes. I mean, I, I it's just an epic Friday here as we're recording this episode. We're talking to Nest Fresh and on the podcast today is Jason Urena. So great to have you on the podcast, Jason. Uh, it's it's great to be here. I'm I'm kind of honored. I'm the first person that you've had on your podcast talking about eggs. I so, mean, I yeah. just <laughs> what an important good job here. Oh, dude, you're gonna rock it out. I can't even wait. Um, for those who don't know, Nest Fresh, check nestfresh.com. Humane, sustainable eggs from family farms. How nice is that? Um, can't even wait to dive in. Before we get into the food and the business of eggs, um, Jason, how about just share a little about you? I know you've been at this for a while, but share with our audience just kind of your background and how you got into it. Yeah, so I've been uh, in in the egg industry and, and with Nestfresh my entire seventeen year career, um, and you know I didn't grow up dreaming that I was going to work for an egg company or be <laughs> right. leading a a big egg brand. You know, like like a lot of young guys growing up, I I thought I was going to be in in some type of sports. <laughs> that was my you know that was my dream growing up. Um, but you know I I got introduced to to Nestfresh while I was finishing up my college run at, at Cal State Fullerton and, and our corporate office is, is in Fullerton. Uh, so I took an internship with with the company just to you know, kind of get some experience in my mind. It was going to get some experience and I was going to move on to something more interesting. Um, after about a year, they you know, Nespers offered me a, a permanent position. And at that point, you know, interestingly enough, I, you know, my wife and I or my girlfriend and I at the time were, we're getting really, we're getting really serious. And I mean, true story, I'd, at the, basically the same time Nesfresh offered me a job, uh, permanently, I had an opportunity to take an internship with the, uh, with the Los Angeles angels, wow. the, the Anaheim, okay. Anaheim angels at, at the time. Um, but I tell my wife, I mean, like she changed the trajectory of, of my life and I am, you know, Totally blessed. I would be lost without her. It's uh, amazing. But yeah, at, at that time, it was an unpaid internship with the Angels that I had no idea like whether I was going to make any money at doing that or not, or a, a job that I knew that I was going to be able to make some money and buy a buy an engagement ring for my <laughs> soon my soon to be wife. So I decided to to stay and take the the intern or not the internship. I decided to stay and take the job permanently with uh, with Nesfresh. And uh, yeah, long story short, my wife and I, my wife and I ended up getting married a year later. And I've been at Nestfresh for 17 years. I've been able to, you know, I really fell in love with the company because of all the opportunity sure. that they've been able to give me, and different different types of opportunities. I've been involved anywhere between the sales side of the business, the operational side of the business, the live production side of the business. Um, and it's a very entrepreneurial uh, type of environment here. So we've been able to grow. When when I started with the company, uh, we were about $5 million in, in sales a, a year. And over this last 17 years, uh, you know, my counterpart 
Mike Sensor and I have been able to grow this business up to about a $350 million a year business. So it's been an incredible wow. ride over the last incredible. How cool is that? Um, and it's fun to see it from early days till now. We'll talk about that in a few moments. So um, as I said, Nest Fresh, Humane Sustainable Eggs from Family Farms. So when it started, what did it look like? Back in the early days of when you were there, was it the same concept of sourcing eggs from family farms across the country? Like what, were, what did it look like early days? And then we'll get to where we are today. Yeah, I mean that really was the idea of you know what we wanted what we wanted to do uh, because at the time, seventeen years ago, the majority of the egg industry was all conventional conventional cages, uh, and we saw an opportunity to create a brand that was going to focus on animal welfare and the family the family farm. Because the in especially in in that time, I think the the family farm community was kind of like an underserved an underserved community. The, the commodity egg companies were getting bigger and consolidating, and it was very difficult for these individual farmers to to find a market. So we were we wanted to bring the the branding side of the egg business together along with the family farmers that were looking for markets for their eggs put the put the two together and give the consumer a better product that the consumers were actually already looking for at the time i mean it was smaller smaller niches back then we weren't talking about sure you know massive volumes but it was something that consumers were looking for and we saw the opportunity to partner with these small farmers and bring their eggs to market and fill that opportunity. Got it. Makes sense. Interesting. And so what started, <laughs> I'm going to say this because I mean, you can't like, this is the chicken or the egg, right? But what was the, did you start with the farms, you know, that could provide the eggs or did you start with the marketplace and the retail side? Like, because you need both. So how did you solve for that? Yeah, the, the chicken, the chicken before the egg right. question. That's like an age-old <laughs> totally. question. Every everybody asked that question. Which one? Which one came first? I mean, I had to go there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think that for for us, it was um, it was seeing the the demand for these uh, for cage free eggs for more. Yeah, you know, and, and over over time, it's it's developed into so much more than than just cage free. Um, but there was that demand for. Uh, a product that would had better levels of of animal welfare sure um where that where the chickens you know had their room to to roam around they weren't confined uh and you know, it, over, over time that's even picked up now more to from cage free to free range to pasture raised to all of these different you know tiers of, of animal welfare that we've gotten involved with but when we saw that kind of demand from the consumer when we were going out and looking for where, okay, how could we produce these eggs at scale? And that's how we met so many, you know, amazing farmers across the country. Um, they were passionate, really passionate about what they were doing. They didn't want to grow into, you know, big commodity type farms. They wanted to produce eggs in a more like to, to them in a more natural way, the way that they saw, you know, they grew up on the farms, they, they saw their father doing or their grandfather doing back, you know, back several generations sure. ago. Um, and these farmers are very, very passionate about that. So it was, you know, finding that demand and then finding the farmers that really wanted to you know, want to dedicate their life to this. stuff. Right. Okay. So for our audience that are 
not experts on all those different types of eggs. <laughs> and I mean, when you first started, there weren't all these different types of eggs. So maybe give no. us a little bit of 101 on, on eggs today. Like what are the different categories of types of eggs you could buy? And just the quick definition, if that's, if that's okay. I mean, because not everybody knows, right? Yeah, well, and that's one of the one of the challenges of, of marketing uh, an egg brand today is, you know, that education on all the different types of eggs that are that are out there, um, and you know, guiding the consumer along, like, okay, where where do their values fall, and what product is best for them to match their their values? Um, like you mentioned before, when we first started, cage free was was kind of the highest level of uh, animal welfare. And over the years, we like we've always wanted to be more innovative and always push the envelope and push you know our you know product development side to where consumers want their products to go. Sure. So over the years, we started getting into from cage free, getting into free range. So the difference between cage free and free range is the free range chickens get to have time outside of the barns cage free cage free chickens live inside of a barn right their entire life. and they run around and they're not in cages they're they're free to run around the whole length of the barn and they have perching space and they have death boxes so right they can you know bathe and do all that normal stuff but they don't get to go outside so free range hens get to go outside got for it a good chunk of the good chunk of the day Okay. Um, then you have pasture-raised hens, mm. which are um, have more space outside. They, our pasture-raised hens have about 108 square feet per hen of, of space and pasture outside, and they're out for the majority of the day. So if you think about that, like most bedrooms in, in a house are 10, 10 by 10. Like your, right. your uh, regular bedrooms are 10 by 10. These pasture-raised birds have more space outside than a normal <laughs> house bedroom has. Got it. Now, so, I mean, uh, the eggs don't taste any different, right? I mean, it's just that the it's a more humane way of treating the animal. Um, yeah, that that could be you know, that could be debated. Could be debated. And <laughs> it's, <laughs> right. Yeah, and it all depends because it's it really is a natural way of egg production, and you're not you know fully controlling what those what those chickens are eating. So, sure. depending on the time of year, depending on the geography that those those hens are being raised in, um, that leads to what they actually eat out on the pasture. So a lot of times you'll get pasture raised eggs that have deeper, uh, oh, deeper colored, okay. more rich yolks because of the what they're eating outside. Got it. Okay, yeah, and like on your website, these are pasture eggs or uh, chickens that are yeah. out, like not anyway. Um, yeah, nestfresh.com, by the way, you can check it out. Okay. Um, helpful. And so when a, a shopper or a consumer is in the store, they're they're and they are looking at different eggs and categories of eggs, basically by buying these types of eggs, they're, they're buying into the fact that it could taste better, but also the animals are being treated better. Is that correct? That's correct. It's Got the, it. it's the level of animal welfare, how they, how the hens are, are living. Got um, it. And how much space, how much space they have access to. Perfect. Uh, the the taste profile depends on you know individual person like, who sure. <laughs> likes the taste of what type of egg better. And then you have your customers that are looking at uh, environmental uh, issues. And sure. Environmental issues are more important to them. So for those type of consumers, we have organic 
egg products. Um, one of our newest, one of our newest uh, segments we're getting into is, reg- is regenerative, regenerative organic. Okay, egg and what products. does that mean? So, what is? Re- I know what regenerative means, but for our audience, like, what does regenerative egg product mean? So for so regenerative organic agriculture, you're really trying to increase the health of the soil that for whatever product that you're doing for us it's eggs or if you're growing corn or if you're growing some type of vegetable you're really trying to increase the health of the of the soil um that you're using to create to create your product and to to do that there's a bunch of different things but you can add adding different types of of cover to the ground multi-species flowers different types of cover crops um, that helps the soil uh, create the good you know, bacteria that it needs to have to be to be healthy. Also, we had if you rotate like for us, uh, we rotate our chickens through the pasture. We rotate uh, cows through the pasture. Multiple species again give that soil a, a, a richness. Uh, adding pollinators into the area, making sure that there's enough pollinators in the area. That also adds to the the richness of, of the soil which leads to more carbon sequestration so when the it, when the soil is, is covered and the soil is rich you're actually sequestering carbon out of the atmosphere which you know helps a lot of, it helps a lot of different things when you're talking about climate change or you know, the, everything like that sure uh, and it also helps absorb water so you're not having water runoff Got it. Uh, so if you're irrigating, you're using less. You're using less water, um, sure. and that water conservation is also a, a big thing. Makes sense. Um, turning to your product portfolio, you've got shell eggs, liquid eggs, hard cooked eggs, pasture raised eggs, and heirloom eggs. So um, I'm. I don't know. I, well, I think I know what all these are. Help us with knowing what each of these is and how you how you've evolved the product portfolio over time yeah we started with shell eggs um mostly it's all just raw shell eggs that you buy at your grocery store and and then as we started trying to innovate and, and bring you know, value to, to our consumers and bring convenience to our consumers we started getting into liquid eggs and and hard cooked eggs so our, our liquid eggs are Regular regular eggs that we take in shell. We raise we uh, raise the chickens just like we raise any you know, the chickens for shell eggs, and then we basically break them. We send them to a plant where we break all of those eggs open and then blend them together um, to create liquid eggs. Whether Got we're it. creating whole egg, whether we're separating the egg whites from the egg yolk oh, for yep. those that. If, consumers that just want egg whites. Yep. Uh, so you don't have to sit there and crack eggs yourself at home. We separate them for you. You just pour your egg whites out of the carton and you can make your your egg white omelet. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's with, me. I'm the egg white omelet guy, by the way. But go ahead. Yeah, yes. you go. You're getting the high levels of protein out of those egg whites. Right. And the liquid form. Anyway, keep yeah. continue, please. That's yeah. Um, and the hard boiled eggs is the same same concept. And it was it was a convenience factor to our to our consumers. We started working, or we built a plant out in Pennsylvania that does all of our hard boiled eggs, and we're doing that so you don't have to boil them yourself at home. You don't spend the twenty minutes and the sh- uh, boiling the eggs and the shelling and the pots and the pans and all that right. kind of stuff. You just 
for it straight from the grocery store. It's already done. For I you. know. And you know, like when I do that, it's always under or overcooked. Like, I know it's so stupid. Last week, though, I, I was like, I'm going to do some hard-boiled eggs. And I put them in, and then, like, I took them out too early. You know what I mean? So then when I opened it, the shell wouldn't come off. And then they were, like, runny. It was a disaster. Anyway, that's my mistake. Yeah. Uh, you're, not, you're not the only one. Don't, don't feel bad. I can't, cook, I can't cook an egg myself without getting that gray ring around the edges. I'm like, how did I miss that. this? <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes, I, anyway, it's so, so funny. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Uh, that's really what you know with these other products and we also do uh we do a lot of food service business as well yeah i noticed that our our retail business is is one segment but we do a lot of food service and industrial business so we also have we also make frozen eggs uh we we do dried egg powder for for bakery baking applications um we do all kinds of different things for the uh, manufacturing industry. So we, we no, do, it's, it's great you can, outlet. You can find our eggs actually in a lot of ice creams and, and baked goods. So crazy. Um, and then, okay, this is me not being smart about eggs. So is there a difference between brown eggs and white eggs? I know. And people, someone's listening going, oh my God, Justin, yes. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a difference. I'm okay being not smart on there, eggs. I want to learn. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the, the difference really is the genetics of the the genetics of the bird okay. that lays a white egg or a brown egg, or even if you look at our look at our heirloom uh, line that is greens and blues and, and I know. pastel I'm pinks. Like, how did they get I mean, to be a, this color? Anyway, yes, go ahead. There, yeah, there there's a lot of different eggshell colors out there, but over the years, you know, we've just been used to seeing a white egg because that's what totally. most big commercial farmers have used is a is a hen the, the genetics of a hen that lays a white egg they're more efficient um more efficient egg producers but if you go back you know 50 years 60 years you see that there's a lot of different breeds of, of hens out there that lay a lot of different shell colors of of eggs so those are the that's what we've kind of brought back into our heirloom program uh, to be able to give consumers eggs, you know, these eggs from the more you know, natural breeds that we would have seen 60 years ago. Sure. And put them in the egg cards with all the di- all the different colors. Got but it. really, the, the differences between the whites and the brown eggs are, are really the genetics of the bird. Um, overall, the nutrition of, of whites or browns are going to be the exact same unless you put them in different environments like we've been talking about free range pasture raised uh, or enhanced enhanced peats sure yeah and by the way everyone um you can ask all these questions as well there's actually a great part of their site remember nestfresh.com there's a place called get egg educated and there, there's my question what's the difference between egg and white egg and brown egg. I didn't even know that was here. I wouldn't have asked it if I'd read this ahead of time. Um, but it's okay. Um, okay. So when you were early days, were you in retail and food service or was it mainly retail or was it none? You know, like how has it grown over time, your distribution? We, we started predominantly in retail. Uh, um, we, you know, the, the brand started in in Colorado, in the Colorado area. Um, so one of our you know, early customers was King Supers in, in oh, the Colorado yeah. area. Uh, and then 
slowly we've kind of branched out from from there and now i mean you can find nest fresh in, in many of the large chains throughout the country we have distribution now coast to coast um i think in almost all of the the mainland states and in, including hawaii you can even find nest fresh eggs out in hawaii amazing and as a business has grown have you had to expand you mentioned hey we went and built a plant we went and like did you that's not something that most people just do so like how have you guys grown have you had to get investment have you had to build your team out like what does that look like as you guys have grown over time yeah we we had the the great experience of being able to work in like i mentioned earlier this really entrepreneurial environment and a lot of things that customers would come to us for and say, hey, we want non-GMO project verified eggs is a good example. Nobody, we had a customer that was looking for non-GMO project verified eggs and they kept getting turned down by by this egg company and the other egg company. And we had a meeting with them and sat down and they asked us, like, can you produce a non-GMO project verified egg? Um, and our culture has always been to say, yeah, why not? Like what, we can, you know, we'll, we can, we'll try anything. Sure. Um, it, it, it's very possible to do. So we set out to to do it. There was some um, yeah, regulation issues that we had to work through in order to be able to claim non-GMO project verified. Uh, but we worked through that. It took us about a year. And in within that year, we were able to launch uh, non-GMO project ver- verified eggs nationally with this with this retailer that, that we were working with. Got it. Um, same thing that came across with like our, our manufacturing business. Like I mentioned, we started in retail, but we had manufacturing customers reach out to us and say, can you do this product? Uh, can you do uh, an organic frozen whole egg with salt in it? Oh, and, interesting. You know, kind of hmm. looked at each other, said, hey, why, you know, why, why not? not? Right. We're <laughs> doing it on the commodity side. You know, why can't, why can't we do it on, on the organic side? Right. It started looking into it and figured out how how we were going to be able to do it, and then and then brought it to market. I mean, a lot of a lot of these things have come to us because we said yes, or we said yes, we'll try. We'll try it. it. Why not? Right. When a lot of other companies decided no, we can't do that because it's not in our wheelhouse, or it may maybe too small to to bother with. Sure. Well, but you know, sometimes when you say yes, you learn a lot from saying yes, right? Maybe one of your biggest lessons here. Yeah. Um, very, very cool. Uh, great brand. How have you built brand awareness or do you care? I mean, how, do you need consumers to learn more about you? Do you, do you, do you have to go out and, and market and sell or do you get natural distribution for from retailers and wholesale and uh, food service companies that need this kind of product? How do you think about that? Uh, we de- yeah, we definitely need to um, market our market our product, and that's a and that's important to us because it's it's not only about you know uh, talking about you know Nest Fresh the brand, but in our marketing we also we want to tell the story of sure. the the family farmer. We we want consumers to know how we produce how we produce their their eggs. Um, we we don't. Why we're not always just wanting us to be, you know, Nest Fresh to be in in the spotlight, but sharing like the realities of what goes into 
producing this product and bringing this product to this you know specific family's table. And we are going to start a series of, of telling stories about our individual farmers here pretty soon, uh, telling the story like Joe in, in Texas or or Maynard in Nebraska, Ernie in Wisconsin, Stacy in Pennsylvania. Like these are some of the most passionate farmers that I've ever that I've ever met. Sure, um, and they're their story deserves to be to be told almost more than just the the nest fresh story no doubt man so interesting um i love to ask our guests and especially in your situation some of their biggest lessons learned and as we talk about this uh, before we close out our interview today it let's start with anything that didn't work anything that you look back and you're like man that was not a good idea do you know what I'm saying? Anything like that that sticks out? Any like stories you're like, man, that was we tried that, it was a total fail, and we shut it down. And we, or, you know, anything that sticks out? Yeah, I mean, we um, what a few years ago we were trying to do some fun marketing things, and then we decided to, you know, we were going to do a couple of seasonal uh, seasonal labels. Um, but I think we went, we we tried to be you know, fun with it, but I think we went way too far and that didn't work out for us at all. I mean, we launched these <laughs> labels. Nobody knew who we were anymore. Oh boy. That's <laughs> and, not good. <laughs> yeah. And, and that uh, it, was, it was supposed to be for a month and, and our sales really struggled for, for that month. So we looked sure. back at that. It's like, okay, well, you know, that that's a lesson learned. We're not going to do We're not going to do that again. <laughs> That's great. Okay. What about on the flip side? Um, you think about, for example, you know, the fact that we've got a lot of entrepreneurs and leaders that are listening, a lot of startups in the food and beverage space and CPG space. And, you know, as you're thinking about some of the things you've seen and learned over your time there, um, what would be some of the coaching you'd offer to them? I mean, as an entrepreneur, uh, a leader of a, of a growing, of a growing business, I think one of the things that I've learned from, from people is that you can't really be afraid uh, of the feeling like, you don't have it all together. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of leaders get stuck there as they're as they're coming up. Um, and, and I've I've experienced this myself. So I guess I could talk from experience is that when as you're growing your business or you're rolling out your business, it's easy for th- thoughts to creep in and say, well, you know, maybe I I don't know what I'm, what I'm doing here is how am I going to get to, to this next level? All these other people around me seem like they have it so much more together. Sure. And, and, you know, I've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of, you know, great leaders within our industry or within the you know greater retail industry. And I can tell you, like, it, nobody has it all together. It's only the, you know, those fears of, that hold, that hold us back from doing what we really can accomplish with our businesses, with our brands. Um, and, and, you know, those, some of these, the, the biggest leaders around will tell you that, that uh, they never had it all together. You kind of just have to you go along, you handle the challenges along with the successes and, and you keep pushing forward. You just got to keep that, that faith in your purpose and your goals and what you're really trying to, to do with your business. No doubt, man. So great advice. Um, What's next? Um, as you're looking ahead, next six to twelve months, any new egg innovation that we should be thinking about, or is it just more of expansion, getting new outlets? What does that look like for you guys? 
But we're definitely growing our, our Nest Fresh brand and, and expanding. But one of the things I'm really excited about is another brand of ours um, called New Barn Organics that is our regenerative organic brand uh, that we've we've launched over this last two years. It's been we've been growing. We just recently earlier this year got our regenerative organic certifications. Uh, across almost almost all our, our entire product portfolio, and yeah, I, I think that's really going to be a growth engine for us going into into twenty twenty four. We're really excited about how uh, not only retailers but but consumers are already reacting to our regenerative organic product line, which includes organic pasture raised eggs, uh, almond milk. Uh, oh, interesting! Coconut milk and a and a barista and a barista blend. So if um, if you're out in in stores like Whole Foods or or Gelson's, you know, be on the lookout for our new barn organic product line. Love that. Um, before we go, any um, if you share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, buy your product, etc. That would be great. Yeah, we're on uh, almost every social media platform, so you can find us <laughs> on. On uh, Facebook, on Instagram, uh, I mean, you can find me personally on on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find our brands, both Nesfresh and Newborn, on those on those platforms as well. Uh, and when you're looking for our products, and depending on where you are in the country, I'm sure that there's a store ne- near you that can you can find them. I love it. Well, I mean, so great having you here. I I know I learned a lot about eggs. I'm guessing others listening might have picked up something new that they didn't know about eggs. And excited for you guys. You got to come back on down the road as you're growing the egg business. Um, and we'll be following you. Now we can be looking for your brand in the store, which is really, really exciting. Jason, so great to have you with us and look forward to having you back on down the road. Absolutely. No, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a pleasure. The Contender Cast is powered by Contender Brands and is the top global consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast. You can find additional ContenderCast episodes on worldwide podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.